black woman, beautiful, powerful, resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation, a talk, especially an informal one between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So we created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How's your week been? So, as y'all know, you record on Sundays. We just got to Florida. Um, Boule, aka Boule, starts off. So, you know, we are painting the city pink and green in Orlando, Florida, starting today. Um, So, I'll be registering today. You guys will hear this episode on Thursday. We'll be in the thick of Boule, which is the... Uh, AKA National Conference, excuse me, International Conference uh, in Orlando. And so I have Harrison, my mom, James with me. We rented a home out here on the beach. And another friend of mine is in the house with us, with her daughter. So we're having a good old fashioned time this week, you know, at all the Disney parks between AKA meetings. So it's nice to have a little break, have a little relaxation in the sun. Florida is not as bad as Texas when it comes to weather. So it's a much needed break from the heat. But y'all, it's still hot out here. It's still hot. It's hot. I know, but it's like, you know, this is my time of year. I love the heat. I love to sit out. I was just telling Ken the other day, like, we need to find a good pool to go to. Like, a, a good pool. And now we have a pool of the street. And we looked it up. But, you know, the the good the good old pool... And all the pictures that we saw, there were no no one looked like us. Now there are not a lot of people that look like us in our neighborhood. I will say that, but um, it was giving exclusionary rather than inclusionary. I'll say that part. Let me let me say this. You know, Janine talking about I love the heat. That's because she's not in Texas, y'all. Listen, that heat in Texas is offensive. It's like suffocating you can't breathe it's over 100 degrees out here and i'm not talking about with the heat index so florida is a little bit teeny tiny bit cooler but i know when we go back to houston we about to fry i mean it is hot people are i mean listen don't leave your children in the in the heat in the car that we've had too many accidents already this summer from heat exhaustion even being outside in the heat right now you can have a heat stroke even outside like just sitting outside So, um, you know, make sure you're sitting under the umbrella, make sure you're wearing your sunscreen, make sure you're hydrating yourself because this heat is offensive. See, D.C., they don't have no real heat. Y'all in the 80s, you know, low 90s, upper 80s. We don't know nothing about that. Okay, we're high 90s, low 100s is what it is in Houston. And then about the pool, we got to practice pool safety. These children, you know. Listen, they need life jackets on around the water. I don't care if they can swim. 
They need life jackets on around the water because kids do not pay attention when they're in water. And adults, when they get some drink in their system, the phone go off, they are distracted. So make sure your kids have life jackets on out here in the pool area. I know you're trying to cool off, but let's be safe this summer. We want to make it back to the next school year. Yeah, those are actually some really good reminders. I am all about, now let me tell you, I do know how to swim. Anybody who doesn't know how to swim, I feel like you need to, it's important to know how to swim. And even if you don't know how to swim, make sure that your children learn how to swim in addition to having a life jacket. But that being said, I do not go in the pool very often just because I'm a germaphobe and I don't care how much chlorine you put in the water. I just remember what it was like to go to the pool when I was a child and people used to just, it's all kinds of stuff in the pool. So for me, I'm good. I might stick my feet in, but I'm good on submerging my head under the water. Right. I go to the pool so that I can sit out in the sun. And Nicole, you're 100 percent right. We have heat and humidity up here. So you be good and sweaty. Right. But you can still breathe. I will never forget. And this is not even Texas heat. This is Vegas heat. The only time I've ever had visible sunburn in my entire life was falling asleep after having had I think I had like one strawberry daiquiri. At the man-made beach on the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. And I woke up and I was visibly sunburned. And yes, black people, we can get sunburned. I was visibly sunburned. So the lessons that I learned is do not drink alcohol and go lay out in the sun for hours. Because it will cook you from the inside out. And then don't lay out in the sun for hours without sunscreen. And then don't go outside in the sun at all without sunscreen. So, Nicole, you're right. I do like the heat, but I like the... I'll take the heat and the humidity. I just don't want it to be like suffocating heat. Now, y'all in Texas have suffocating heat, but I'm glad you're in Florida where you can actually enjoy it some. And I'll only be in Texas for basically one more week. Okay. Um, one, one, One week and a couple more days, I'll be in Texas. Now, I will be back and forth between Atlanta and Texas for some time. And then my sister lives here. So obviously, and my cousin. Um, so obviously I'll be back and forth to visit them, but one more week and then I am Georgia bound, baby. Then you get to go to Slutty Vegan and a whole bunch of other amazing restaurants. And not that there aren't amazing restaurants in Houston, but like it's, I just can't wait until you get to Atlanta. I can't wait. We'll see. I think it's going to be a, it's definitely going to be a transition. I'm hoping that I like the area. We'll actually be in Marietta. So I, hopefully I'll like the area. Um, hopefully I can get acclimated. I'm always worried about getting reacclimated to a city, right? So Houston was a harder city to get, get, you know, acclimated to, but I knew people, you know, I got no people in Houston. It's just big. And then the pandemic hit, so you couldn't really see anybody. So I'm hoping that Atlanta, you know, I'll have a little bit more success there in getting quickly adjusted, hopefully. Well, we know some people. We'll put you in contact. You might not want, you know, the people that we we know. Some of them you might love. Some of them you might be like, now, where did you find these people? But, yeah, we know. I, I think. And, Nicole, you and I know people that live in Atlanta. So I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, I know a couple people. I have a, I have a couple sorority sisters that are in Atlanta. You know, Sheree, which we talked about, who was you know one of our role dogs as Xavier. She's in Atlanta, so 
yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure I'll be fine, but it's still always nerve wracking to, you know, go to a new city. That's understandable. I always like to go to new places so I can meet new people. And then I realized like, oh, I know a lot of people. And then the more people that I meet, the, I, I'm always excited to meet new people. But then I realized like, oh, my goodness, I haven't talked to this person in 4,000 years. And I feel bad. So, but Atlanta is fun. It's a fun place. I just feel like Atlanta's, per- I feel like it's a perfect mix for you. A perfect mix of like just enough of us and a lot of class. So I think you'll love it. Janine. What have you done this week? Other than work? Probably nothing. I I have a hard time with these kinds of things because I don't know if you've noticed at the beginning of the, the, since I've gotten my new job, which I love, by the way, and have no complaints, it's always like, well, what did you do? Well, I sat home and I worked <laughs> and I worked and I sat home some more and worked some more. But then like, I always tell Ken, I'm like, I, you need to take me out on a date. But then I think about what my schedule looks like and it's like, it's a lot of work, but I have caught up on some of the shows that we've talked about. So have you caught up on Bridgerton yet? Not, not yet. Listen, I'm telling myself the week I have to go. So I have a tra- travel assignment um, starting July 28th. I have to have to go out of town. So I, and I'm not taking Harrison. I'm not taking my mom. So I'll have much hotel room experience, binge watching all the shows I need to catch up on Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime. I'm just going to make a running list. So if y'all know any good shows I need to watch and catch up on, let me know. Now, I did watch, um, have you watched The Kingdom? I have not. On Amazon with uh, Yolanda Adams? No. Is it good? Baby. It's good, good, okay? So I binge watched that and it is good, good. It's very unexpected ending, um, for season one. So it's very, very good. And then I also started watching season two of, um, what, is, what are they called? The Upshaws? Love that show. Season one was the bomb, obviously. Season two, I feel like came out real quick. So I started watching that um, a couple of days ago. And that's really, really good. You know, I think that, um, girl, what is Day Day's name for real? Mike Epps, <laughs> Indiana's own. He is hilarious in everything that he does. He's hilarious. So, um, so yeah, I'm glad that they had a successful season one. And I'm sure that season two will get good ratings as well. So but that's what I've been watching. Speaking of watching, have you seen on Netflix, Keep Sweet, Pray, and Obey? Girl, yes. I, I think I have. I don't know if I no, I did get through the whole thing. It's a mess. And to think that people are still living like that, like even now. And he's still running the church. Well, I, I will say, I will use the word church in quotation marks because it's very loose explanation of a church. It's more like a cult. But like, I started watching it. Shout out to Shannon. She's the she's my nail tech. I started watching it at my nail appointment. And she was like, girl, you have to watch this. And she had already seen it, but she put it on. And I was like... I mean, I don't think I shut up for the whole first episode. I was like, and girl, how did this and how, and what is it? And and I was just going in. I was like, how does this happen? And then I kept seeing the date and and referencing where I was in, you know, in my life at the date of the show. And I was like, 
how does this happen in the year 2000 of our Lord? Like, how does this 2004, 2005, 2000, and I was like, this is getting closer and closer to present day. And the things like, oh, they didn't have, let me not give spoilers. If you all have not seen Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey, or if you ever wanted to start a cult, <laughs> not promoting cults, but if you ever want to start a cult, clearly there's a, a market out there for it because, whew, this, I mean, it was almost unbelievable how they operated. And you know what was more unbelievable? And spoiler alert, skip ahead 15 seconds if you don't want to hear, if you're going to go watch it. But what was more unbelievable is who some of their clients were when they said, oh, and then it was Walmart that used them and it was Amazon that used them. Like, that's disturbing. There are some weird pockets of our country and society that I'm just not comfortable with. And this is one of them. Not making any judgment, but... There's some things that they've done that are quite illegal. And yes, I will judge those things. But it was disturbing. Girl, it, that show is disturbing. And, you know, I can't, I don't want to spoil it. So I, I won't, I'll just say go watch it. And the other show that was disturbing was Our Father on Netflix. It's about the uh, REI doctor, the reproductive endocrinologist. That's like, was fathering his own sperm. You, yeah. To- Oh my I goodness. was like, I didn't oh know that was out. God. I had heard about that, but I did not know it was out. And he's the one that fathered like hundreds of kids with his own sperm and didn't. The, I think that the premise is that he didn't tell the women, right? I mean, the stories of how these women found out is just sort of like disgusting. I, I can't even imagine what they would have gone through for with this. And then how the children were like. So some of them were like sort of like adopted off. I mean, it's it's definitely strange, and you have to you you just have to see it. I'm gonna go look it look that up because I now I I had seen like previews about it, but I hadn't I haven't actually seen it. So I'm gonna go look it up and watch it. So Janine, what's on your timeline this week? Okay, Nicole. So this one was kind of an amalgamation of a bunch of stuff that started appearing on our timeline. So we know it's summertime. We know it's summertime. And for the past few years, every time when summertime comes, we start hearing women holler about hot girl summer. (sighs) Okay, y'all. Now we know Nicole and I embrace the hot girl summer. If you want to put on the skimpy bikini and the tight shorts with half your booty hanging out, do it by all means. We empower you to do so. Do what you want. Do what makes you feel comfortable embrace your body love every curve nook and cranny that you have we encourage you to do so but what we're gonna say is you just have to be mindful of what these hot girl summer consequences may be and be prepared for them that's all we're saying so let's let me tell you a little bit about how this started so nicole and you and i were kind of sharing some you know think social media posts as we normally do hence how this show came to be And we were like, hey, look at this. And it was a story of a young girl. She appears to be young. She's not that young. She's, you know, of childbearing age. And she's talking about how, you know, she's essentially having a hot girl summer, but she didn't say that. But she was saying that she decided to break up with her boyfriend about two months ago so so that she could get back together with her favorite ex. And when she got back with her favorite ex, you know, they were vibing. And essentially, while she was vibing with her favorite ex, something just felt a little off in her body. So she went and she took a couple tests and they came back negative. So she thought, "Mm, 
something seems a little off. So she took a couple more tests and went to the hospital and they thought that she was over exaggerating because the test kept coming back negative. So she had them do an ultrasound and sure enough, voila, she is two months pregnant. Well, if you did the math like I just did, that math says that it can't be the new or the the new old ex, your favorite ex. It has to be that boyfriend that you done dropped off back there two months ago so that you could get back with your favorite ex. So those are the kinds of consequences that we are referring to when we talk about the hot girl summer. So let me go back. Meg the Stallion, the E Stallion, made being a hot girl and hot girl summers, well, I mean, hot, back in 2019. So 2019, 2020, 2021, and 2022, we have literally just taken this way too far. And I'm not going to say that we've taken it too far because we have extended it because this, you know, hot girl summer, hot girl, it's an anthem, right? So we're going to live with this. This is going down in history. But what we are going to do is not say that we don't understand how said thing happens after we've had a hot girl summer. So we're not saying to be out here, you know, all covered up. We're not saying that. We're not saying to be covered up to your neck all the way down to your ankles and have all of your all of your body covered except for your hands and your feet. We're, that's not what we're telling you. We're saying love the skin you're in. And if you want to walk around in your skimpy bikini, as long as it's appropriate for the place that you're going, by all means, do it. Enjoy the hot girl summer. But what we are saying is hot girl summer does not necessarily mean that you got to be hot in the tail. So if we're being completely honest, it doesn't give us an excuse to be a quote unquote hot ass 365 days of the year either. So we're not trying to tell you to be any less of a hot girl. That's not what we're, we're saying. We're just saying that you have to be mindful of what comes with, you know, the hot girl territory. So a couple of notes that I would like to make to all of us who are out here either about to embark on or having embarked on already our hot girl summer. You know, some of us need a little bit of extra time. We're not going to be a hot girl when we're barely lukewarm, right? If you're not confident in your body, I'm not telling you what kind of body to have. I'm not saying that. But if you're not confident in it, don't be out here flaunting it. Just, you know, cover it up a little bit more. If that's what you make, whatever makes you feel comfortable. That's what we're saying. And we're not out here trying to say that we have vibranium knees like at the beginning of the video when we are almost old enough to tell the weather with our knees. So we're, we're not out here doing that. We know good and well what our limitations are. And most importantly, we out here being hot girls. We're not out here getting lost in the sauce and then saying, I don't know how it happened that I'm pregnant so many months later. That's not what we're saying. Now, we're not going to be, we've talked about this before, we're not going to be talking about how we don't understand why the men look at us like that, cat call us, blah, 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 when we're out here being a hot girl. Now, I'm going to add the term respectfully because apparently that makes y'all feel better about things if I say respectfully at the end. But honestly, think about it for a second. If you out here with your tail out and the guy is catcalling you, you wanted the attention, don't be mad when you get it. That's all we're saying. We're saying that you can do whatever it is that you want. 
But don't be upset when you get the equal and opposite reaction to whatever action that you've taken. We can't be out here saying that we're trying to find a husband and we can't understand why these men aren't taking this seriously when you done showed them everything, including the inside of the cookie jar. We, I mean, just scrolling through your Instagram feed. We can't be out here doing that. Now, if that's what you want to do, then by all means, we're not saying it means that you get any less respect. That's not what we're saying. But we have to be mindful that we can't control how people react to the things that we do. Okay, so we're going to move on. Another point that I would like to make is, for those of us, that's not me, who are parents, we have to also be accountable for how we dress and allow our children, specifically our daughters, to act. Now, you all can come for me and say, you, you being sexist, but most times, sorry, but most times little boys aren't being, you know, hoochie daddy shorts are a new thing. We It's just catching on. Most of the times, little boys aren't out here being seduced by grown women based on what they have on. I will say that. Now, little girls are out here being seduced or seductive men are claiming that they're being seductive because of what they have on. Now, one of the videos, Nicole, that you and I talked about that was part of this amalgamation of this episode was the older gentleman that was brought up a very good point. He brought up a very good point. And he said, grown men can't tell that your daughter is 14 years old when she's out here shapely and she's walking down the street with her shorts, with half her tail hanging out. The grown men, they can't tell that she's 14 years old. All they see is something they like. And if she has her, her boobs out, all they see is TNA. And they can't understand whether she's 14, 15, or 45, or 55. All they see is something they like. So we have to be accountable for how we allow our daughters to dress as well. So again, does it mean that it justifies the other person's actions? Does it mean that you shouldn't be able to wear and do and have the hot girl summer that you wish to have. All we're saying is be mindful of what reaction it could cause. So everyone can't not know how they got pregnant. Everyone can't not know why someone is treating them like this. Everyone can't not know why the men aren't taking them seriously or why grown men are trying to holler at their 14-year-old daughter. Everyone can't not know that especially when you dropping it hot and allowing your child to do the same thing, like they got Magnes and encouraging the behavior. We can't do that. So we want everyone to have a happy, fun, fulfilled summer and to be able to live their best life. In the manner and the clothing and the entire that they wish to live it in. All we're saying is being accountable for the behavior and what you wear, and how you conduct yourself, and be prepared for the potential reaction to that. That's all I'm saying. What do you think, Nicole? I think you said a whole bunch, but to sum it all up, you're right. We out here being hot girls, and we don't want the consequences of being a hot girl. And then you allow your children to be hot girls, and you don't understand why they get knocked up and all these older men trying to holler at them and they getting kids in, in their teenage years. I mean, we got to do better, right? So hot girl summer means a di- whole different thing to me. 
when I say hot, I'm going to have a hot girl summer. I mean, I'm about to travel. I'm going to make sure my hair in braids. I'm going to be, I'm, you know, I'm going to be a little, little more flashy, but I don't, I'm not going to have my boobies out. I got too much booby. And you already know, Janine, I don't wear shorts. So if I had a daughter, she would not be wearing shorts. We got too much to be in shorts. You got to know what you got and how to cover it and still make it look good. But I am uh, really big on children should not be sexualized. And that means that we have to make sure that we are not putting children or even allowing children to put themselves in a hypersexual environment. And that means that if you have a daughter that's really curvy, she can't be wearing adult-like things, okay? If you're going to the beach, that's one thing. But if you're just out here in these streets, that's a completely different thing. We need to make sure that we are showing our young women how to respect our respect themselves and how to carry themselves. You can look good and not have to put it all out there. I'm just saying. And that's whether I'm talking about children in their teen years or adults. We too can look good, but don't have to put it all out there. And I think that social media has done a really good job in showing people what not to do in public, but we are still doing it. These people that are on Instagram modeling these outfits and stuff like that, y'all, they get paid to do that. Some people use Instagram like a full-time job, but you shouldn't be wearing the things that they're wearing every day on the streets unless it's like for an actual occasion, okay? And so I think that social media makes it seem like every day you need to walk out the house as if you're an Instagram model. And that's really not the case. That's not what having a hot girl summer should be about. Now, you can be like the chick that had a hot girl summer and start sleeping with all these people and end up knocked up and pregnant. And you're like, man, is this the first baby daddy or is the second baby daddy? You should never have to figure out which guy you slept with is the baby daddy. If you try to figure that out, you're in a bad spot, mama. You're in a bad spot. You shouldn't have to guess. You should not be living a real life Maury show. Okay? That's... And that's not a hot girl summer. That's just being hot. I'm just saying. And nasty. Mm-mm. Don't do that. Give yourself a break between, between men. You know, I call it a washout period, right? So just like they say, you shouldn't, and I'm, just, I'm going doctor on y'all. So if you have rheumatoid arthritis and you're taking methotrexate and you get pregnant, you get a baby can have a lot of birth defects, y'all, on, on methotrexate. So because of that, your rheumatologist should tell you, hey, you need to use a backup form of birth control for three months. And you could, you cannot get pregnant until you're off of this for three months. That's how long the washout period takes. It means the time for you to get that drug out of your system. Washout period, okay? We should do the same thing with men. Washout period, all right? So meaning I'm a day him. But before I move on to this next one, I need to make sure I have a washout period. And that washout period may not be three months. Because you may be going back to somebody you know. You might be switching to an old drug, okay? But you still need a washout period to allow that drug you are on currently to not be in your system. I'm telling you, let it be six weeks at least. Okay, that's why I say one or two months. Six to eight weeks, really should be the washout period between these men we sleeping with. If you use that rule, you will never get confused by who your baby daddy is. 
ever. Give yourself six to eight weeks. And it's bad that we even have to say that because that's not a long time. Six to eight weeks is nothing. But give yourself at least that washout period. I always wonder, I and maybe it's just me and maybe I'm a prude. Maybe that's what this is. But I always just wonder, like, for me, it generally takes me that long to just be done with the disgust of my last relationship and want to be moved on and being bothered with another one. It usually takes about six to eight weeks. If it's that short period of time. All right, Janine. So are you ready to help our listeners talk through these letters? Let's do it. Okay. So our first letter reads, Nicole and Janine, my 16 year old is very mature for her age and curvy, just like I was when I was that age. So I wasn't surprised when she started having Several boys call the house. She works part-time as a babysitter for families in the neighborhood, so she makes her own spending money and buys a lot of her own clothes. Some of her clothing um, are a little seductive, but she only wears them when she's going to hang out with her friends during weekend days that she's off. Last week, a new boy came over to pick her up. He was a little cute guy with a pretty nice car, I assume to be his parents. However, when he came over for the third time the other day, I asked him, was he a senior at St. John's High School, the school my daughter attends? He said no, he graduated a few years back from a rival high school and that he now works at a shoe store. So, of course, I asked him how old he was. He's 25 years old. My daughter then interrupted and asked me to stop being nosy. I proceeded to tell him my daughter was only 16 years old. He said he didn't know because she looks his age. He left, but my daughter still talks with him, and I'm sure she probably has seen him since that time. Ladies, is it me, or are these men preying on our kids? How would you suggest that I handle the situation? Jody. Okay, Jody. I'm going to speak from experience here. Just because... Your 16-year-old daughter looks like she's 25 does not mean that she has the maturity of a 25-year-old. And while we are going to give this 25-year-old a benefit of the doubt because he said that he didn't know, what we call this is grooming. And it's 100% illegal. And what we also call this is statutory rape if they are being sexually active. We hope that she's not. But it's it's a very real possibility that she is. And we're saying that we hope that she's not because... It's statutory. And again, not his fault because he didn't know, but it's not okay. He is 25. She is 16. I believe that the rule is like four years in most places. If it's a four-year age gap, if they're in high school, if they could have been in high school at the same time, I think that there's some sort of rules with that. I don't know. I don't really know the rules about statutory rape other than the fact that if you're under the age of 18 and you were sleeping with someone over the age of 18, it's not allowed. So I don't know why your daughter continues to speak with him. And now that he knows, you should suggest to him that it is illegal for him to continue to have romantic conversation and or engagement with your daughter because she is under the age of 18. Unless you live in one of those states where you're considered a not considered a minor anymore at the age of 16, which I doubt because that's why you're writing into us. So remind him about the number of years that he could spend in jail or prison for continuing to talk to your daughter and then remind your daughter that she has all the time in the world to date people who are older than she is. 
it's a thing. It's very likely that your daughter is probably more mature. It, you said that she's developed, she's curvy, it, but she's probably also more mature than most guys her age. We generally tend to be, right? But that doesn't mean that she needs to be with a 25-year-old because there's so much that happens between 16 and 25 that you couldn't even prepare her for in a few conversations. It's only things that you can learn from lived experience. So she needs to get a little bit more lived experience before she starts dating people that are so much older than her. I'm just saying, the mistakes that I made at 17 when I was dating a grown man are very different than the mistakes that you make when you're grown and you can make legitimate, grown, informed decisions for your own life. That's all I'm saying. What do you think, Nicole? No, I agree. I um, I definitely think that one, she, the mom, Jody, says, you know, oh, she works and makes her own money. So she buys her own stuff. And yeah, some of it's seductive, but she only wears it when she goes to hang out with her friends. So it's not a big deal. First of all, it's a big deal. I don't care who's buying it. You need to make sure you know what your child is wearing. And if she's wearing it anywhere besides playing dress up in her own bedroom, then she doesn't need to have it on. The place she does not need to have something on seductive is when she's going to hang out with her friends on the weekend, which you're making it seem like, well, I guess she doesn't wear it to school when she's hanging out on the weekend. That does not make it any better. Okay. That's probably where she met this little guy at who probably works at the Nike store in the mall. And she probably, you know, told him that she was older. She probably looks older and he probably didn't know. And and she wasn't going to be upfront and tell him. So now he's in a situation where he's probably feeling her. They may have already had sex. Who knows? And he's finding out that this chick is underage. So then you got a situation where you're like, well, dang, I've already gotten a connection with this person, but this person's a child. Yes, he does have to cut it off and he needs to make sure that he's not continuing to talk to her. Even if something's already happened, he has to say, you know what? That wasn't really cool. You know, I thought that you were you know, older and you're not. You should have told me. But he has to cut it off. And the mom, you know, Jody, you have to make sure she cuts. If you're like, well, I know they still talk. Why are you still allowing this in your household? Cut it off. You know, that's when you do things like you can't go out. I'm taking your cell phone. I don't care if you do pay for your cell phone. I'm taking it. And that's when you find her on the phone with him. You get on the phone and say, didn't I tell you my daughter was 16? What are you doing? The next time you call her, I'm contacting the police. So I'm being nice by warning you that she's 16 and I talk to her. But if you keep doing it, now that I've told you, then, you know, shame on you. And I'm going to report you to the police. I mean, because it's the parent's job to guard and take care of your children and keep them out of harm's way. And I'm not saying that this man is intentionally trying to abuse your child, but a 16-year-old does not have the same intellect as someone that's 21. They cannot make decisions like a 21-year-old. They are sexually not mature like somebody that is older, okay? So you have to make sure you are acting in the best interest of your child, okay? And sometimes the moms have a really hard time, especially with daughters, 
trying to be their friend and not their parent. Well, being a parent doesn't mean that you're friendly, okay? You can be your daughter's friend when she's older and she has her own kids and you are helping her out with her kids and, you know, being the grandma that spoils the kids. But right now you're the mom. You don't, she doesn't have to like you. You know, nosy, how dare she tell you you're being nosy? That's your house. It's your job to raise your child right and protect her. So I would uh, definitely put my foot down. I would make sure that he's not talking to her. And I would also want to keep a little bit tighter tabs on her and what she has on. Because that is your responsibility to make sure that your child is not, as you say, preyed upon. She's preyed upon because you're dangling her out there like a piece of meat. I'm just saying. Yeah, I agree. We have to we have to be very careful because, again, if our children are more mature, we tend to allow them to explore their maturity. But there are certain things that we know that you can't understand or grapple with with a 16 year old mind that it's very possible that you can understand and grapple with at 25. That's all I'm saying. All right, Jenny. So what is your letter read? So my letter says, ladies, I've been dating this really sweet guy that works in the same building as I do. He's very sweet. He has a great job and he treats me super amazing. He's just a bit boring. I'm used to going out and turning up with my girls and flirting with the guys so they pay for everything. He doesn't stop me from going out. He just has mentioned several times that it's not his scene and he wishes that I would slow down a bit. It's about to be summer and I don't want to be tied down. Am I wrong to ask for a break so that I can have a hot girl summer? Signed, Sam. Now, Sam, you can ask for a break. Okay, to each his own, right? So you have to know what where you are. Are you at the point where you want to settle down some and be in something serious? Or are you not there? And if you are at the point where you don't want anything serious because you do want to have a hot girl summer. You do like the flirt. You like the thrill of getting somebody else to pay for your meals and for your drinks at the club. Then yeah, ask for a break because you're not ready, honey. You're not ready. But what I will say is when he goes and gets somebody else that is ready, don't come, you know, running around wintertime when it ain't a hot girl summer anymore, when it's snow outside and you laying cold in that bed. Don't don't want him back then. Okay, if you want to be free because you're not ready, be honest with that man. Don't go out there disrespecting that man if you know he's a good guy and he just doesn't want to be on the party scene. Okay, but a lot of women are ready to be off this party scene. They want to be hugged up. They want to be taking trips and doing entanglements with their with their honey. You know, taking cruises and things and on the beach hugged up. Okay, not in a club. But if you're not ready, honey, that's okay. You have to know what you're ready for. But don't say break. Because women are looking for somebody with a good job that's boring, that tells them they they pretty and rubs their back at night. Okay? He ain't going to be single long is what I'm saying. Don't don't think you're taking a break just to come back, back to him when come fall or winter. Because that ain't right. Because he's not going to wait around for you. And people want, you know, ooh, ooh, I ain't got nobody to feed me a Christmas gift. And, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Valentine's, they come all the way. I feel like they just clump together holidays, right? Don't be looking crazy. 
you know, your family, like, who you bringing to, to, to Thanksgiving? I ain't got nobody. I ain't got nobody. Why? Because I let, you know, David over there to have the good job on the 15th floor. I, you know, he didn't want to go to the club with me. So I let him go so I can have a hot girl summer. Just saying it out loud makes you sound silly, don't it? Don't it make you sound a little bit silly? But if you're not ready, because some people don't want anything serious, that's fine. Move on. But realize that a lot of women find somebody that wants to work out here, okay, and that has a good job and that don't want to be out and about with his friends. They didn't find the one they, they, they trying to cook. Hot girl summer means having taking road trips and flights. You tripping. I agree. Girl, you about to take a break and it's about to be a permanent break and he's going to go and move on like Nicole said and he's going to be with somebody else and it's going to be over for y'all. I'm not sure, but my suggestion, I'm assuming that because you said that this was is about to be summer, that you this was before you listened to our episode about Russell Wilson and Sierra. It's cool to be square these days, okay? It's cool to be chilling. I'm not saying that you should completely change what it is that you do or you shouldn't go hang out with your girls. But if he's saying that he wants you to tone it down a bit, you said that he doesn't mind. He just says it's not his scene and he don't. He wants you wish that you would tone it down a bit or slow down a bit. He didn't even say tone it down. He says slow down a bit. So figure out what this slow down a bit is and figure out how to compromise. He's not trying to cramp your style. It doesn't sound like it just sounds like he don't want to be involved in the Sunday fun day. He don't want to be bar hopping, brunch hopping, mimosa hopping, day party hopping, whatever you'd like to call it. He don't want to do that. Now, he's not telling you not to do it. He's just asking that you slow down a bit. Maybe you do Sunday fun day on second Sunday and fourth Sunday. Maybe it's that. Maybe you go to church with him on first and third Sunday. That's all. That's all it sounds like he's asking. And I don't think that's unreasonable, but you about to take a break and you might lose your man. Now, if you don't mind, then take a break, you know, part ways and go on about your business. Somebody who's going to accompany you and your girls to Sunday fun day. But I, I think that you'd be hard pressed to find somebody that's going to accompany you and your girls to Sunday fun day every Sunday. You're going to be out here getting your drinks paid for, but then what? Who are you going to go home to? I'm confused. What are we doing? I'm just saying, you didn't say any problems with this man. You didn't tell us he was beating you and you told us he has a good job. You know where he works. You know all it. You didn't give us any indication that this is not the man that one should be with. It just sounds like you still trying to be hot in the tail and you want you want to have a break so that you don't offend break up. You don't offend or uh, cheat on him. That's what this sounds like, girl. I'm just trying to figure out where are our priorities. Now, if your priorities are still out to be in the streets, then go ahead. The streets are calling your name, then go ahead to the streets. But what I'm saying is, don't be mad when you come back in to the outside and it becomes cuffing season and he's not there to, to cuddle. She ain't ready, Johnny. Just even listening to you talk, she ain't ready. Because think about it. Everybody that's out Sunday fun day, like all day Sunday fun day, I can see you going from church to go to brunch with your girlfriends, okay? I can see that. But I, I just know me, like I have been there, right? Been with my single friends and it's, you know, Saturday or, or even Sunday and noon hits and you're like, I want to go brunch, get them bottomless mimosas with my friends and come two or three o'clock. I'm like, God, I got to go. My man wait for me. I got to go. If you don't have that feeling like, let me get up off these table and go 
take a shower and, and lay up and watch Bridgerton with my man. If you don't have that inkling, he ain't the one. He ain't the one. You ain't ready. You're not ready. All right, Johnny. So what did you learn new this week? Okay, so I did some digging about what the what were the rules of Hot Girl Summer? And by digging, I mean I used the Google machine, okay? So the Google machine said it pulled up a tweet from Megan the East Stallion from 2019 when the song first came out. And she said that being a hot girl is about being unapologetically you, about having fun, about being confident, about living in your truth, and being the life of the party. So if you are enjoying your hot girl summer within those parameters, then more power to you. Now, if you've gone outside the boundaries and you're coloring outside the lines, all we're saying, you can do it however you want. Be unapologetically you, as Meg the Stallion says. But what we're telling you is be mindful that being unapologetically you can come with some consequences. So accountability. I think that the word for this episode is accountability. Accountability is key. What did you learn new this week, Nicole? Okay, so I learned that according to uh, the Shouse Law Group, 20% of teens on social media lie about being older. And realistically, uh, there's a lot of data that says all teens lie, right? But this is just specifically research on social media platforms. So we've got to be careful. And when you're dating somebody that you're meeting on social media, you, especially our fellas, y'all need to specifically say, you know, let me see how old you really, show me your driver's license. You know, the first hint is if they don't have a driver's license, then, then you know that that's not for you. Okay. <laughs> they have to be underage. Okay. And some people, well, I don't have my driver's license. I wait till I late. Well, then you need to get your priorities straight before you're on social media dating. Just say it. But yeah, you have to start carding the people that you're dating. I mean, it really is that serious now because people are lying in these streets, okay, about all the stuff they have too. You create whole new lives on social media. Just a blast, a life of lies. Yeah, and you know, scamming is like a thing now. It's like a pastime for some. So I think that it's very important that you ask to see their ID and double check because, you know, fake IDs are like a dime a dozen these days. So ask to see their ID. You meet their mama. If their mama seem a little bit off, meet their daddy. Their daddy seem a little bit off. If the family seems off, find somebody that seems to be reasonable, a school teacher, somebody. You need some sort of verification that these people are what, how old they say they are. Okay? Mm -hmm. Yep. All right, Janine, are you ready for the motivational moment? I am. And it says, ladies and gents too, we have to take accountability for our own actions. If you allow your children to wear seductive clothing, then don't be surprised if they get attention you don't like. Men, if you date someone, you need to make sure that you're not dating a child. If you don't, you will be held accountable for your actions as well. If everyone starts taking accountability for their own roles, then our children will be able to live in a safer world. Until we meet again, pray, work, slay, and show off your melanated excellence. Bye! Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. 
please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh That's Deep BWC. Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a Mean Old Lion Media production.